0: Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord. That is me and I am grateful that you have time to listen in to this weekly podcast. This is a new podcast uh, where I talk all about how to support you with your business and or your books and that's because I am an author, I am an entrepreneur, I am someone who is so happy to help others on their path, and in this show, I give you advice, feedback, stories, tips, all kinds of things uh, to help you with what you are creating and building for yourself. I have been podcasting since 2012 on another topic, and I am switching into going uh, wider, if you will, with all of the business topics that I'm passionate about. I've been working with entrepreneurs and authors uh, one-on-one, behind the scenes, for years. It wasn't something I've ever advertised, but it's something I've always done uh, through word of mouth and, uh, you know, how how that happens. But I want to take it to more people. And so in this show, I share with you what I hope is relevant to you, because I think that a lot of us uh, who are working for ourselves and on our own, we can feel isolated, uh, lonely. Uh, you, You can feel like you live in a small world, right, that you don't really connect with enough people, and I hope that this helps you connect with what is going on for others out there in the world, and that you get some really good takeaway advice, too. So we've had two previous episodes, which you can listen to on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, the uh, podcast gets syndicated across all these different channels and I don't know all of them but it is available on various platforms and you will find that there's going to be more regular weekly shows. Now I'm a little irregular because I'm in the middle of putting together a launch for a new webinar and program that I'm offering that's all about leadership, leadership for entrepreneurs and authors. And when you do a launch, it takes up way more time than you anticipate. It takes longer. There's more to do. So um, anyways, I've got that going on, but I'm really excited to share that with you soon. That webinar is going to be free, and it's all about are you emotionally, mentally, and energetically strong enough to work for yourself? And I give you nine tips. And, and nine things you need to be aware of to be stronger in your role as an entrepreneur, as an author, and also as a leader. So I'm super excited about that topic. You can always find uh, the latest offerings I have for you at mollymccord.online. Videos and uh, various resources are available for you there. So, in today's show, we're going to talk about commitment and confidence. Wow, big topics, right? And so relevant to our work, to what we do in our business, to what we create, to what we share, but also to ourselves. Commitment and confidence. And those can ebb and flow at some times, uh, whether you're at a crossroads or you're facing a challenge. And and you have to really go within and check inside yourself at how those are showing up for you. And so I'm going to share with you two different stories from two of my clients who faced uh, this, this crossroads. Uh, one was really dealing with her level of commitment, and the other was dealing with her level of confidence. So... I have changed the details and the names to protect these wonderful women um, just to, you know, respect their privacy, but I I feel like their stories can help you. So we're going to start with Julia. Julia is someone that I worked with uh, years ago who started her own business making soaps, lotions, bath products. She started doing them for fun. And she created it in her home. It was something she did on the weekends. Uh, she liked to give them as gifts. Uh, she packaged it up, made it really pretty, and people loved it. And, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you look in your bathroom, you probably have some nice soaps or lotions and, or something that you enjoy, uh, these types of toiletries. So Julia enjoyed making these products, experimenting with the flavors, the scents, the smells, you know, all that stuff, the colors, and it just kept growing for her. Um, she would give them away, or she would I think she actually gave them away and sold her products through church, her church groups, and she also reached out to other community groups, word of mouth spread, and she was starting to get more orders. And she realized, okay, I need to get this together, and she did the website, right? And she figured out how to uh, let people place an order online, and uh, she started to make more quantities. And soon it just, it took off. It wasn't straight, it wasn't a straight line, it wasn't easy, but eventually it kept growing because she was making money. She had good margins. Um, She was able to buy her, uh, what she needed in bulk, and so that kept down her costs, and that was better for her margins, and people were willing to pay a little bit more because of the care and quality that she put into the appearance of her bath products. So this kept growing for her, and when I met up with her to, to help her, um, she was at this place of feeling overwhelmed because she had reached a tipping point where there was just more to do, and of and she's like, do I do the social media and the email list and how do I go about with selling it and, and packaging it? And she was had everything set up in her home and um, did she need to hire somebody and, you know, all these big questions. We put together a strategy for her to focus on what were her priorities and she kept her same formulas for her products and she reached a point – in her sales, in her word of mouth, where she was exhausted. What she had done was bought, or I think she rented actually, some warehouse space to store her products. And so she had inventory on hand. And she was at this point where she was still working her other job, but she was ready to quit her other job. And we had to have a really serious conversation about her business. Where was it at and where did she want it to go? So I said, okay, Julia, what we need to do here is go look at all your inventory that you currently have on hand, okay, and add up. If you sold all of this inventory today, how much money would you make? And so she put it she did all the computing and she put it all together and she's like, "Okay." She came back the next day and said, "Okay, if I sold everything today, I would make $15,000." I said, "Okay, great. That's our first number. But now we have to now you need to pay your expenses, pay your taxes, pay your bills. With that 15 grand, what's left?" She did the math, she did the math. Um it went the, it was about 5,000. And some of the taxes though were quarterly taxes, so, you know, you don't pay those every time. Anyways, <laughs> um, so she said, okay, I'm at five grand," And I said, okay, well, from that number, we look at what your marketing costs are, what you need to then take that money and reinvest it in something else going forward. And, oh, yeah, do you ever want to pay yourself? And she's like, yeah, that's where I'm at. Do I want to pay myself? And I said to her, well, this is what, what you have to really consider about your level of commitment to what you're growing and what this business is. If you really want to scale up, you look at all that inventory that you currently have, are you motivated to make that inventory the minimum you sell every month? Meaning can you commit to moving that much inventory that you're making at least fifteen grand every month you know, then you subtract all these expenses. Are you motivated to do that? Because when we talk about scaling up your business, um, you know, you're at this point where you either have to go all in or call it, call it a day. Because you can keep doing this. You know, you, she could keep going with her current status, but she was really tired. She was just stretched too thin. She was doing too much. And she, she said, okay, Molly, so what you're saying is what I have on hand can I commit to selling that much of my products every month? I said, right. What does that feel like for you? Where, where do you go? Like, what's your first intuitive feeling? Like, does that get you excited, or does that feel heavy and, and almost dreadful? And she said, okay, I know the answer, but just give me some time to think about that. And I said, absolutely take a few days, you know, get back to the end of the week, and then we can figure out what to do next. And so what it came down to for Julia is that, first of all, she didn't realize it was going to grow into something that could be a business. She always thought it was going to be her hobby and just something fun to do on the side and, you know, extra income. And when it got to the point where it was just potentially, you know, lucrative business, she realized she didn't have that level of commitment to it that's important she came back to me and she said you know what it really stresses me out this isn't really what I wanted it to be I just want it to be something fun and enjoyable and I don't want to scale up she's like I don't have that in me I'm not a salesperson I'm not a marketing person Um, and she, she was putting this in the bigger picture of her life um, and she was working in the. Uh, she was working as a nurse, I think, a nurse practitioner. And you know that those are busy women. <laughs> and so she was almost at this point of like, but my passion is this, and this is just my hobby. And so she decided, and I love this about her, her own honesty. Like she didn't feel that she had to keep it going. She's like Molly, I know that I can keep this going, or I could scale up, but I don't want to. That's never what I wanted. And so she had this really powerful understanding of what she did want and what she didn't want. And, you know, I think there's a lot of stories out there about people who do scale up and they go all in and they make the commitment. And then there's times when you just feel that you really aren't in it 100% anymore. Or, you, you know, it's like you go to the carnival and you're like, yeah, I did that ride. I don't want to do that right anymore. Or I understand what that's really about and I'm not there yet. And so she she talked with her husband and she was very practical about the fact of this is who I am or this is and this is who I'm not. And I'm not a salesperson and I'm really not even a business person. Um, and I don't want someone else to take it over, I don't want to sell it. It was just she was really she got really clear about where her commitment was because when we talk about commitment we come back to where we also want to commit ourselves. You know, what's in your heart? What's in your gut? Where do you feel that natural rise of energy and that excitement? And where do you, where do you not feel it? You know, we can't do it all. And I think, um, especially when you're working for yourself, you, you become used to doing it all. And at some point, it's really healthy to do that self-assessment and that self-evaluation Where is this going? Is this what I want? What do I want? And what is my level of commitment to what I am doing right now? So Julia realized that she wanted to dial it down, not scale it up. She was more comfortable with it being more manageable and on the side. She actually didn't stop with her products but she stopped with the big orders and she stopped making it stressful and she she stopped um, feeling like she had to do certain things and she scaled it back to where she could commit to it. So her recommitment was about what was comfortable on her terms and where it felt right for her. And that's different for all of us. And I I just, I felt like this is a good story to understand that you have so many choices to make when you work for yourself, and there are times to go bigger, and there are times to scale it back simply because that's what's right for you, and to never feel that that's less than or that you're missing out. I mean, I, I, I was so happy for her. Like, you wouldn't believe how her energy changed, and she just felt relieved. She felt so relieved, and that's always a powerful message is when you feel relief. So check in with your level of commitment to what you're creating, where you're going with it. And if you are motivated to scale up, to go bigger, that's a wonderful thing to know that that's where your commitment is. That's your motivation. But if not, that's okay too. And don't apply pressure that it has to be a certain way. I mean, she knew she wasn't going to be, uh, what's the body works place? Bath and Body Works, or you know, anything else. Because when you talk about, especially retail products and consumer goods, those kinds of toiletries are just a huge category. They're a huge, a huge area. I mean, you can't compete with brands that are spending millions of dollars on advertising, and she never wanted that. She just never wanted it to be bigger. She wanted it to be her own thing in her own community. So commitment and looking at what that feels like for you and what feels right for you. My next story is about another entrepreneur named Sharon who was also following one of her passions um, with creating some candles and selling online and selling to her friends. And she had been in business for a few years. She had monetary support um, from from people who could help her with her business getting off the ground. Um, she called them her investors. And she was struggling. Um, and one of the issues that Sharon was really trying to work through was being – Seen and getting more people aware of her products and her offerings. And so I was helping Sharon with a lot of her online marketing and brand awareness, spreading, you know, generating interest in her in her products and in her candles. Also a huge category. Also a giant area of competition where there's millions of dollars spent on advertising by huge companies that you can never compete with. And so one of my messages to her repeatedly was the fact that you can't compete at that level. But that's all she saw. Like she just saw these big brands, and I want to be that candle company, I want to be that candle company. And there was a, a long way to go. That's a, that's a very long path. Yes, things can happen. Yes, amazing things can develop. And so what we were doing for her was helping her spread the word and and do different types of um, ads and uh, opt-ins for, e- for email lists and, you know, campaigns that people would find fun and interesting. However, one of the problems that I kept running into with Sharon was that she never Stuck with anything. If we started something on Tuesday, she she was over it by Friday. And I would be like, well, we have to keep going with this. We need this to plan out, to pay out. You know, we need to see more data. We need to see what's working. And she just didn't want to do it. So then we would try something else. Okay, well, let's try this. Nope. She never wanted to stick with anything. And so we would try the A-B testing. Um, let's, you know, we need to run a few different Facebook ads to see which one performed better, what, what created more engagement. Like you have to do these micro level things at times to get traction before you know what to do next. And she was, I'm going to call her an instant quitter. And, and I saw this pattern pretty early on and I kept saying we have to give this time to let it play out and to build it and to look at what we've got here. And time and time again, she shut it down. And what it came down to for her, at the root of all of it, was that she was really insecure about what she was doing because she was so overwhelmed by the competition. She didn't have the confidence. Sharon lacked the confidence She was so focused on Oh what this big brand is doing And oh I need to do this And what about that And I'm just like You don't have those resources You don't have that money you don't, I mean that's not your game That's not your path and, and I think that wasn't something She wanted to hear But I, I have to do that at times I have to, <laughs> I have to tell people <laughs> the reality And it came down to this deep insecurity of If it doesn't work right away It's never going to work with what she thought time and time again. She's like, Molly, this should be going. Why isn't this going? And This should get mad at me because it wasn't going. And I would say, but it's, it is going and we're going with it and we have to keep going with it. We can't give up. And that is something we continually need to give ourselves. You cannot get distracted by what other people are doing. And I know that's hard at times. I know it. You see it online. You can see it in your inbox. You can see it in so many places. There's so many distractions out there. Reign it in mentally. Stop it. Don't look. Not your business. Not important to your path. Stop. (laughs) Because it's only going to take you away from your own strength and what you do have going for you and what you do have to focus on and how you can use that to generate momentum and get it going. So, for Sharon, it really didn't matter what we tried because she didn't believe in herself. She didn't believe that her her stuff was really going to go. She really didn't because she only saw one definition of success that was truly not her path and not obtainable to where she was right now. She just wasn't there. And so when, you, when, you, when you're not willing to try what you, and focus on what you do have, when you're too focused on what other people have, when you're focused on lack, like if you don't have the budget, you don't have the resources, you focus on what you do have. And so we had all these, I, I had so many options for her and so many things that um, we had put together that she shut down and she eventually decided it just wasn't her path. And I agreed. Because if you can't stick with it, if you're really not feeling confident in what you're doing, if you're, if you're not giving yourself that reassurance and that belief, then you do have to decide what is worth your time. Um, and then what's fascinating is I had other clients who stuck with it and who believed in themselves and things happened. They were. They would just say, you know, Molly. Okay, I get it. Yeah, this week it's a little slower, but and then the following week things shifted for them. They kept. They stuck with the same plan. They followed where the success showed up. They followed the data. They followed where uh, the stronger A/B testing was. They kept going. Because they're like, I really believe in this. I believe in what I'm doing. I know I don't have all the resources that other people have. But I have this going for me. And I have this in my favor. And I have this in my corner. And that level of confidence does wonders. Does wonders for your psyche, your mind, right? Your, your sense of purpose, your sense of I'm enjoying this. So the confidence game is ongoing, and the confidence game is always internal. There are always going to be the bigger names, the bigger budgets, the bigger companies. There's always going to be those who look like they have it all and they have more, and you know this. I think that a lot of authors understand this. I think a lot of entrepreneurs know this at a really deep level. Like You, you see it more than ever, but it comes back to you. What are you doing right? What do you have in your favor? What's in your corner? Where are you mentally? Where are you in your confidence of what you're creating, sharing, offering? And coming back to the previous story, where's your commitment? Is your commitment there? You know, we all go through the hard phases, the difficult stuff, crossroads come up in the business, what am I going to do next? Do I want to do this next? Is this how I want to go? or What do I want in five years? Sometimes you have to ask yourself that. It's interesting because Julia, the gal with the bath products, did not want the bigger company in five years, and she could see that. Sharon did want the bigger company in five years, she really didn't have the stamina to keep at it and to keep going. Entrepreneurship is dynamic, and we come up against our own weaknesses, and we come up against the parts of ourselves that we didn't know were there. We struggle at times, and it's hard, and you have your defeats, and you get discouraged, and then you keep going, and you get the wins, and you get the clarity And you understand what you don't want and you understand what you do want and you find new strategies and you get new solutions and you get more sales and things click and word of mouth happens. And so it comes back to, well, what do you really want? And are you committed to that and do you have the confidence in it? And sometimes I always see (laughs) see that you rate yourself on confidence and commitment between one and ten. Where are you at? Maybe some days you're like, oh, I'm a four. <laughs> I can't go any higher than a four. But then you have the other days where you're, you're feeling the seven and eight and nine and ten. So use that to check in with yourself. And the more you check in with yourself on that simple scale, the more you'll be able to assess where you're really at with something. And so, if you're at a crossroads or if you're at that point of, okay, what do I want next? If you just put it on a rating scale of 1 to 10 and see if that changes, does that change in a few days? Does that change next week? Maybe that will help you get the clarity you're looking for. And there's so many things about this path that are just passing scenery, right? It's just passing scenery. It's just a phase we're going through, it's a tough patch. Um, it's, you know, it it can be hard. Absolutely. I, I think it's one of the hardest things there is to do at times is to be working for yourself. But there's also huge benefits, huge rewards. We're so lucky. We're so lucky that we have the ability and the resources to make money doing what we love There's times in history when that would just be the craziest thing ever to consider. But now we're living in a time when it's possible. So coming back to you and where you're at and what you're looking for in your business, understand that, yes, the commitment is ongoing. You know, you recommit, you recommit. You reassess, you reassess. You scale up, you scale down. And then the confidence has to be there and you get stronger in that. You get you get clearer in that. Um when I as an author, I think I've, I know I've had more confidence with every book that's come out. It hasn't been as scary when I published my first book. Um oh, I wanted to hit delete. <laughs> it's like, "Oh boy, this is I, I am I ready for this?" Um but you see it through, you know, and you get to that other part of the experience where it's not so bad, it's not so scary and you just feel new confidence. So I hope this has helped you uh, with whatever you may be going through. Um, Please check out the previous episodes that I have done on various topics, and I'll be back shortly with even more episodes and topics to help you and support you as you build up your business and your books. As always, you can find out more uh, information, videos, webinars, and all kinds of good stuff at my website, mollymccord.online. And I will see you back here next time. Please be sure to subscribe, and then you don't have to think about it. Then it just shows up for you when there's a new episode available. Take good care, and I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.